friends, welcome to Understanding Kindness, a podcast hosted by me, Danny. I'm someone who approaches life by learning from everyone around me, and I've decided to write it all down and talk about it here with you. I've learned that in order to create change in this world, we need to understand ourselves and the world around us, all while infusing kindness into everything we do. If I can do it, you can do it, and we can do it together. Welcome to Understanding Kindness. Hey, hey, friendos. Yeah, I tried that one again. (laughs) Today, I'm going to talk about changing our society. I mentioned this topic in the last episode and decided I want to discuss it even more. We love expanding on topics here, so that's what we'll do. You may remember that in order to change society, we must change ourselves. So I'm going to flesh that out a little more and talk about how it relates to our ability to change our society, even when that task seems like an insurmountable one. Spoiler alert, we definitely still can. I'd also like to give a quick content warning that I will be talking about colonization and genocide in today's episode. So if you're not able to hear about that at the moment, feel free to come back whenever you're ready. Anyway let's get into it. For today's Native segment, I'd like to highlight the Tiny House Warriors again. They've recently come out with a comic detailing the fight against the Trans Mountain Pipeline. That's available on their website, tinyhousewarriors.com. If you remember from previous episodes, the Tiny House Warriors are a camp of indigenous Chiquitmuk people in Alberta, Canada. They are standing in resistance to the Kinder Morgan Trans Mountain, or TMX, pipeline expansion, which would increase the pipeline's capacity to carry 890,000 barrels of tar sands oil each day. The Tiny House Warrior's name is indicative of their specific means of land defense. These folks have built around 10 tiny houses that can be transported via truck to move their resistance wherever it's needed. They faced much opposition from TMX itself, law enforcement, oil workers, and local non-native residents, including arrest, harassment, theft, and physical injury. They are standing up for their unceded Chiquitmuk Oliqua, or Chiquitmuk territory, that has never been surrendered to the Canadian government. And this comic gives details on all of this history. You'll learn about the background of TMX, the ongoing oil spills caused by transporting oil, the continued resistance to this expansion, and the opposition that these warriors face on the daily. All along the way, the Canadian government has been breaking its own laws and the laws of the Chiquitmuk all in the name of capital. The Canadian government is actively allowing this to go on because the project is lucrative for Canada. Big oil brings in a lot of money, especially right now as our access to, quote, natural resources diminishes. Always follow that money. So if you'd like to help out the Tiny House Warriors on their mission to stop TMX, You can educate yourself via this great comic that they've put together, or just on their website in general, tinyhousewarriors.com. If you're financially able, you can also donate to the THW Legal Defense Fund and share it on your socials. I'll link the website, the comic, and a way to donate to the Legal Defense Fund in the episode notes. Yo! It's patron time! Alrighty, patrons, it's your shining moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your continuing support. If you'd like to support the show, visit Patreon for monthly donations or PayPal for one-time or recurring donations. There'll be links for both in the episode notes. Okay, folks, we're on to our main topic for today. We can change society. In order to do this, we have to examine how we can do it. Now, you might already be aware, but we can change as people. This is not up for debate. 
For some reason, this idea can spark debate amongst people. What possible reason could there be for that? Well, I'm thinking that if we tell people that they can't change or literally aren't capable of changing, they won't. And then we project this belief onto society so that we don't expect society to change. And if it does, only in minimal amounts because we don't believe it's really even possible in the first place. Think about who this belief could benefit and how. Who wouldn't want things to change? Hmm. Maybe the cishet patriarchal white supremacist Christian hegemonic ableist fatphobic capitalists that rule over our society in the so-called U.S., perhaps? Ah, yes. The oppressors. How we always come back to you. And I do have something to impress upon you, dear listener. We all have internalized these systems of oppression and continue to perpetuate them every day, if we're not aware of the ways in which we and other individuals in society do it. Unless we work very hard and are constantly aware, we all oppress each other in this society. Now, every form of oppression doesn't apply to everyone, and not everyone literally has the ability to oppress others in all of these ways. However, the society engenders and rewards oppressing others to better yourself. That's literally what the so-called United States is founded on. The history that we learned in the U.S. education system is biased, like everything is, all the time. We learned that in 1492, Columbus, quote, discovered this virgin land that needed to be colonized and settled on. Interesting that this, quote, virgin land already had some 50 million or so human inhabitants, not to mention all the other animal and plant life thriving on the land. This land was not discovered. It was invaded. We're told that there was a Thanksgiving feast and the pilgrims and Indians got along splendidly. That sounds like a pretty great story, but where did the Indians go after this feast? Oh yeah, 90% of them were completely slaughtered because they refused to give the land up to these colonizers who only wanted to use the land to expand their empires, not live in reciprocity with her as the natives were. And thus we have the United States of America, so-called anyway, since it was stolen and renamed. So, yeah. This country was founded on oppression and genocide of the native populations to expand ver various European empires. If you'd like a nice comprehensive look at this history, check out Roxanne Dunbar Ortiz's book, An Indigenous People's History of the United States. I loved this book and I'd highly recommend it. I also just started their latest book called Not a Nation of Immigrants, Settler Colonialism, White Supremacy, and a Hus History of Erasure and Exclusion which is great so far and discusses some basic history that us U.S. citizens aren't privy to with our education system. And lastly, there's a series on HBO called Exterminate All the Brutes, which goes into detail on how and what colonizers and settlers did, and technically continue to do, to the native populations here. Content warning for this, the series is very graphic and does not sugarcoat genocide. So take care of yourself while watching. All right, so that was a bit of an offshoot, but it is very important history so we can understand how we got here in the first place and how it is very necessary that we do the work to change this society. It is a nation founded on exploitation and genocide. It's necessary that it changes. And like I mentioned before, that change starts with us as the individuals who make up this society. Before we get into how we can start changing, I want to stress that no individual is to blame for this society. We all play a part in it individually, but we did not create these conditions on our own, nor did any one person. We are all products of this society, and we've been trained very well by it. That's how it continues every day. 
I think it's quite interesting how this all works, we can utilize people power and the inherent goodness of human animals. We've been using people power for, like, as long as our species has been around, as we are social creatures, and that's how we got to this point now. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now, I'm not sure when, but at some point, people decided that it was okay to use other beings without their consent and without forming a reciprocal relationship. And it's pretty much been all downhill from there. Here we are now. We're being used every day. And we've been made to be okay with it. We're being oppressed every day. And we're just okay with it. We're oppressing others every single day. And it appears that we're okay with that too. What can we do? We are capable of anything. We all have great power and responsibility. We can do anything. I mean this in every aspect. We can do lots of good, and we can do lots of harm. And look around at our society. We've done a lot of harm. We do it every day. But we are also very capable of doing immense good. And we can start at literally any time. I'd suggest now. We need to change ourselves. We are society. The change begins with us, and this works in a cyclical way. When we change ourselves and society around us begins to change, it then reinforces us to change even more, thus changing society even more, and around and around it goes. We've just got to be the one to push the wheel down the rabbit hole of anti-oppression and total liberation. We have to make a commitment to learn and do better every day. We have to cast our egos aside and understand that we're all fighting for the same thing. We all want happiness. We all want to be free. As white people, we need to listen to BIPOC. We need to listen to marginalized voices. We've been oppressing people, enslaving people, murdering people, killing entire species, genociding entire peoples, and stealing their land, their homes. This hellhole society that we live in is because we've been saying this entire time that all of this is okay, that we're okay with oppressing people, genociding peoples. What the fuck? We need to suck it up and change. Give up your power in any way you can. In this white supremacist capitalist society, money is a great way to give up power. Just give your money away to BIPOC. That's it. As much as you're able, and be honest with yourself. What do you really need? Just continuously ask that of yourself on your journey of giving up your power. It's a work in progress, and you can do better every day. Work on changing your mindsets, on learning and unlearning, on showing up for marginalized groups and following their lead. It really does start with changing your mindset, though. You've got to be kind to yourself in this learning journey. You'll find that you'll be wrong a lot, and you must learn to be okay with that. Don't let it stop you from moving forward and changing so you can better exist with others and with yourself. Begin the journey of learning about yourself. I think we've all lost our inner child to some extent, and they're who we really are. They're the person we were before society interrupted our curious little lives. Listen to those feelings you get when you see or hear something that doesn't sit right with you. Our bodies know. Listen to them. I know that when I listen to my body and trust my initial instincts, I find glimpses of who I know I am and always was. I'm working on pulling out those parts of me that I've shoved down in order for me to live in this society. I'm finding who I truly am, and that helps propel me forward even more on this journey. 
when I'm more sure of who I am, I can better stand up to the pressures of society around me. Again, this is cyclical. It's reinforcing. It's self-sustaining. That's the beauty of all this change-making. Once we get the ball rolling, which, admittedly, is the hardest part, the rest tends to follow much more smoothly. After we've gotten into the groove of it ourselves, it's difficult to knock the cycle off course. We all have the ability, and to white people especially, the responsibility to change society. We can change our mindsets, begin the process of learning and unlearning, change our actions. You can change, and you can change society. We desperately need to change society. This white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist, ableist, fatphobic, cishet, normative, Christian hegemonic society is very broken and founded on genocide, slavery, settler colonialism, and just general oppression. There's actually really no way to reform this current system, and that's why I don't advocate for reform. We need to give land back to natives. We, as white people, need to give up our power to BIPOC. We don't get to be in charge anymore. We fucked it up real, real bad. And we keep continuing to do so. Now's the time to give it up. And listen, I understand that you feel like it's not your fault, and it isn't to an extent. I'm sure you did not choose to find yourself in the position you find yourself in now. Most of us do not want to be oppressing each other. Yet we are. Mostly unconsciously, but lots of times very consciously and while employing cognitive dissonance. These are the times that we need to start recognizing and learning how to change so we no longer continue the oppression. Once you begin becoming aware of those instances, the unconscious ones will become more clear and, like I've said before, it becomes exciting to find more ways you can change. We've got to remember that we're up against a lot on our journey of changing ourselves and society. Society is a lot to tackle. Remember, we are capable of anything. We can use that people power. Society got this way because of that. And we can change society because of that. We're up against a lot in that sense, but know that you can stand up against the pressures, especially when you find yourself in your community. You are capable of great change. Boom. It's recommendation time. Alrighty, for our recommendations today, I got a couple books by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz. This first one, titled An Indigenous People's History of the United States, gives a pretty comprehensive history of the actual founding of the United States and how it came to be. Their second book is called Not a Nation of Immigrants, Settler Colonialism, White Supremacy, and a History of Erasure and Exclusion. I've only gotten about a third of the way so far through this one, but it's fascinating and goes into the settler colonialist mindset that dominates and created the current U.S. society. And then I've got Exterminate All the Brutes on HBO. Again, I haven't finished this one, but would recommend it already. It is very graphic, and like I said, it does not sugarcoat genocide. Sit this one out if you're understandably not feeling up for that. Then we've got those tiny house warriors. You can educate yourself with their new comic on the Shaquemuk land defense from Kinder Morgan's Trans Mountain Pipeline. You'll find updates and information on the resistance on their website, tinyhousewarriors.com, as well as a way to donate to their legal defense fund. Educate yourself and then spread the knowledge. I'll link all these in the episode notes for you. If you enjoyed this episode, help support the podcast. 
All this content is free, and I'd love to make it my job one day. So if you're financially able, join our Patreon or send a one-time or recurring donation through PayPal. You can also share an episode with family or friends and give UK a kind rating and review. Check out understandingkindness.com for all episodes, transcripts, and blog posts. And why not take a listen to my other podcast, Better When Awkward, co-hosted by my childhood best friend, Jasmine. Get in touch with me by emailing understandingkindness at protonmail.com or through social media. You can find all links in the episode notes. For now, be kind, be compassionate, be understanding, and question everything. I'll be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding Kindness.